theoretical model for virtual interprofessional education. Authors Arden Azim, Etri Kutsachi, Sarah Wojowski, Daria Uzeli Yilmaz, Sarah Fui, and Matthew Sebald. Introduction. Interprofessional education, defined as when two or more professions learn about, from, and with each other, is essential for health professions learners to progress towards interprofessional collaborative practice. IPE has traditionally involved bringing learners together in person, facing significant logistical challenges. Virtual modalities have emerged as an alternative to improve scalability and reduce resource burden. The COVID-19 pandemic further accelerated the shift towards virtual IPE, but this rapid transition has compounded the existing issue of under-theorized IPE. While multiple studies have demonstrated feasibility, acceptability, and effectiveness of virtual IPE, there is a lack of theoretical frameworks explaining how interprofessional learning occurs in the virtual space. Theoretical framing is essential to ensure the definition objectives of IPE can be met virtually. Existing interprofessional learning theoretical frameworks are built on the assumption of in-person interactions. However, interprofessional learning is influenced by context, space, and place, limiting assumptions that these frameworks can be extended to virtual IPE. While IPE frameworks may not have been designed for the virtual setting, they can still provide a helpful lens. The National Interprofessional Competency Framework, developed by the Canadian Interprofessional Health Collaborative, is one of several frameworks providing a blueprint for IPE. Exploring virtual IPE using the CIHC framework can build understanding about which IPE objectives can be orchestrated virtually. Virtual IPE often recreates the interpersonal interactions and engagement that lead to learning in the clinical workplace. Workplace learning theory, in particular Dornan's experience-based learning model, may therefore also be relevant. The experience-based learning model details the context, process, and outcome of learning in the clinical setting, describing how health professions learners engage in supported participation in practice, influenced by the contextual factors of interpersonal interactions and curriculum factors. Learners progress through the process of supported participation in workplace practice towards two interrelated outcomes, one, practical competence, and two, a positive attitude and sense of professional identity. The emphasis on progression towards professional identity through supported engagement in practice-based tasks reflects the CIHC framework's emphasis on the development of requisite knowledge, skills, and attitudes for interprofessional collaboration. Therefore, the experience-based learning model can explain how learners progress within the unique context of virtual IPE towards competent interprofessional practice as defined by the CIHC framework. We therefore consider that a synthesis of these two frameworks might help create new understandings when applied to virtual IPE. In this study, we therefore sought to explore virtual IPE through the dual lenses of the CIHC Interprofessional Learning Framework and Dornan's Experience-Based Learning Model to develop new theoretical understandings and identify assumptions, gaps, and barriers about interprofessional learning in the virtual setting. Methodology. We took a theory-informed qualitative approach using semi-structured interviews to explore the extension of interprofessional and workplace learning frameworks into the virtual setting. Setting context, and participants. Two virtual IPE workshops based on in-person IPE workshops previously held at the McMaster Center for Simulation-Based Learning were used as a context of the study. Number one, virtual handover, and number two, virtual code blue. Both workshops were small group, task-based, interactive, and based on CIHC competencies. Workshops were situated within learners' proximal zone of development, with the content situated in the gap between what learners are able to achieve on their own and with interactive educational support. 
Both workshops were three-hour sessions held on Zoom, facilitated by nurses and senior internal medicine residents. Workshops were part of the interprofessional education curriculum, separate from individual professional program curriculums. Participation was voluntary with no evaluative component. In the virtual handover workshop, learners were introduced to the SBAR, Situation, Background, Assessment, Response approach, then divided into interprofessional groups to rotate through four simulation-based handover stations. Number one, medication error and interprofessional conflict. Number two, deteriorating patient. Number three, transitions in care. Number four, interprofessional communication and advocacy. The virtual CodeWay workshop included four interactive stations, number one, calling for help, number two, CPR, number three, airway, number four, defibrillation, followed by an integrative team-based CodeBlue simulation using the virtual recess room, a slide-based virtual simulation program. Objectives on role clarification, team function, collaborative leadership, interprofessional communication, and conflict resolution were integrated throughout both workshops. We used a purposive recruitment strategy with maximum variation sampling to recruit from workshop participants and facilitators. Informants were contacted by email after the workshop. Participation in the study was not mandatory. A total of 14 learners, nine medical and five nursing students were recruited from 63 total learners, 40 medical students, 21 nursing students and two final year physician assistant students who participated in either one or both of the virtual handover or virtual code blue workshops. Participants were recruited across a total of two sessions for each workshop. Recruited participants included four first-year, three second-year, and two third-year medical students, and one second-year, three third-year, and one fourth-year nursing student. McMaster University has a three-year medical school, therefore third-year medical students are in their final year. The nursing program is four years, and at the time of the workshop, all nursing attendees were senior nursing students, so had completed at least their second year of the program. Three out of five total workshop facilitators participated in the study, both of the nurse facilitators and one of the three physician facilitators. Ethical approval for the study was obtained from the Hamilton Integrated Research Ethics Board, project number 12765. Study team. The study team was selected to promote diversity of profession and perspective. Study team members were recruited based on previous collaborations, initials AA, SW, DUI, MS, and expertise in virtual learning, initials SF. AA is a resident physician with previous training in nursing and experience in IPE and simulation-based learning. EK is a medical student with simulation and qualitative research experience. SW is a physiotherapist with content expertise in IPE. DUI is a nurse researcher and content expert in simulation and IPE. SF is a physician with expertise in virtual simulation and the developer of the virtual recess room. MS is a physician, researcher, and content expert in workplace learning and simulation. Several study team members had collaborated previously in research in IPE. All members have individual experiences and values about IPE, but hold a shared stance that IPE occurs through mutual engagement between learners from different professions. Data collection. 17 interviews were conducted over Zoom between April and November 2021 by the same researcher, AA, to maximize consistency. AA was part of an interprofessional team involved in the development of the workshops. However, participants were not asked to evaluate the workshops as educational interventions, allowing AA to interview while establishing a safe environment for participants to express their views. Participants gave written informed consent prior to the interview. Interviews were semi-structured, lasting 30 to 60 minutes. The interview guide was informed by the experience-based learning model and the CIHC framework and covered questions on facilitators and challenges to virtual IPE. The extent to which virtual IPE reflected the six CIHC framework competencies, fidelity of the virtual workshop to the clinical workplace, 
How Engagement in Virtual Tasks Supported Interprofessional Competency Development. The interview guide was reviewed and revised iteratively as new insights emerged, with questions relating to psychological safety added partway through the analysis based on findings from initial interviews. Interviews were audio recorded, transcribed verbatim, reviewed for accuracy, and anonymized. Transcripts were converted into shared documents with analytic memos and comments left by the study team. Annotated transcripts were uploaded onto hyper-research for analysis. Data analysis. Prior to engaging in coding and analysis, the research team articulated their stances and assumptions about virtual IPE. All researchers approached the data from a disinterested perspective using a constructivist approach. Reflexivity was promoted through notes um, and memos on interview transcripts, journaling and monthly group discussions. The research team met monthly to compare findings, mappings, and interpretations with disagreement resolved by group discussion and consensus. A directed content analysis approach was selected as the theoretical frameworks were being extended into a new context. Transcripts were reviewed and inductively coded by five members of the research team, AA, DUI, MS, SF, and SW. Initial coding was informed by the CIHC and experience-based learning frameworks with additional codes added for psychological safety and sociologic fidelity after these concepts emerged organically during interviews. Prior to thematic exploration, EK performed transitional coding to create mind maps of the data. Mind maps have been used in qualitative research to promote participant interaction with data. In our process, mind maps helped stimulate discussion, enhance transparency and reflexivity, and allowed for visual representation of code frequencies and relationships. The most frequent codes were isolated using hyper-research, the most frequently used codes became central topic of the mind map, with subsequent connections made to related subca subcategories and emerged during analysis. Evolving mind maps were used to guide theme development and to revise the interview guide. Data collection was terminated and no further workshops were used for participant recruitment. When the study team agreed, the analysis had adequate conceptual depth, was conceptually plausible, resonated with existing literature, and was externally relevant to the broader academic community. Results. 14 of 17 participants um, were medical or nursing students at McMaster University who participated in at least one workshop. Um, there were a total of nine medical students who participated, four first-year medical students, two second-year medical students, and three, uh, three second-year medical students, and two third-year medical students. There were a total of five nursing students who participated, one second-year nursing student, three um, third-year nursing students, and one uh, fourth-year um, nursing student. Uh, three facilitators were also interviewed for triangulation, two nurses, and one second-year internal medicine resident. Three themes were identified. Um, number one, a shift in the balance of personal and professional in the virtual space. Number two, blunted sociological fidelity virtually. And number three, uncertainty and threats to interpersonal connections. A shift in the balance of personal and professional in the virtual space. Interprofessional learning requires learners to balance their developing professional persona with their personal identity. The online space creates an opportunity to resituate this balance by emphasizing the personal over professional. Learners commented on how the virtual setting helped humanize other professions and level the playing field. People just generally feel more comfortable in their own space, and you can see that reflected in the way they're interacting with others. It adds a humanizing piece. Participant 12, medical student, year one. Learners' names were displayed on the virtual platform, but professions were not. Participants noted how this further emphasized the personal over the professional. You could not tell the difference between nursing students and medical students on screen. So I think that made it so it was kind of like the roles were equal. Participant 16, nursing student, year three. 
While some learners found the virtual setting more anxiety provoking, most learners perceived increased psychological safety. Participants attributed this to several reasons unique to the virtual modality. Firstly, the virtual setting humanized other learners and reduced perception of professional hierarchies. Secondly, learners identified that being physically within their comfort zones increased psychological safety. Many participants felt more comfortable due to access to notes and the presence of an escape hatch where they could disconnect with a click. Participants highlighted how this encouraged participation, even for tasks outside of their comfort zone. I do not think I would have been confident enough to speak up and participate more actively if I was in a physical environment with the medical students. Participant nine, nursing student year four. While the threshold for participation may be lower in the virtual environment, this came with the disadvantage of decreased investment. Learners highlighted feeling the stakes were lower and occasionally disengaged. One learner described the increase in psychological safety as a double-edged sword, that while it may encourage surface-level participation, the loss of immersion may prevent deeper engagement. The virtual environment just generally has a more casual essence to it. I think it's a double-edged sword, like it's easier to get there, but it's harder to stay really engaged. Participant 5, medical student, year 2. Blunted sociologic fidelity virtually. Both learners and facilitators commented on the absence of traditional professional hierarchies and reduced in-group clustering and uniprofessional interactions. Markers of professional grouping are often conspicuous in person, but were found to be absent virtually. This created a sociologic fidelity gap between the virtual environment and the clinical workplace. Both medicine and nursing students and facilitators highlighted how the sociologic fidelity gap blurred professional hierarchies. I've experienced that feeling of a hierarchy and seen it, but I do not remember feeling that way in the workshop. We felt like we were all part of one group, maybe because you could forget on the screen who was who. Participant 16, nursing student, year three. Minimization of professional hierarchies facilitated learner participation based on knowledge, skills, and experiences rather than expected professional roles. One facilitator identified how the sociologic fidelity gap lowered the threshold for nursing student participation. And I felt like this broke those barriers down. And I felt like the nursing students did feel like, hey, I do know this stuff and I do want to contribute and I do want to interact and I do want to learn. Participant 13, facilitator, nurse. Blunted sociologic fidelity also led to separation from the contextual framing that can lead to bias and negative attitudes about other professions. Learners described how this set a positive foundation for interprofessional collaboration. It did not seem like there was a hierarchy. It was like everyone's working towards one main goal which I think going forwards is what interprofessional learning and collaboration is supposed to feel like. Participant four, medical student, year three. Learners were able to embed the intrinsic cognitive load of interprofessional tasks in the virtual setting, separated from additional burdens of learning the psychomotor tasks or navigating workplace sociologic complexities. Participants reflected on how this may have helped prepare them for the contextual and sociologic pressures accompanying workplace um, interprofessional collaborative practice. For example, Learners identified how the chaotic environment of a code blue became clear virtually. Similarly, learners were able to focus on role clarity and communication during interprofessional handover. This allowed for a form of sociologic scaffolding, where learners could practice the interprofessional task in a less complex environment, building towards full workplace participation. The virtual it's modality a- also imposed a focus on verbal communication, as non-verbal communication is obscured even on camera. This created a natural pressure for closed-loop communication and for explicit role clarification. Learners highlighted how this supported communication objectives. I just felt that we had to communicate so clearly to make things work virtually, that everyone was really focused on it. Participant 15, nursing student, year three. 
However, blunted sociologic fidelity may be a disadvantage for IPE competencies that require higher sociologic fidelity for achievement. Objectives on conflict resolution were integrated into both workshops, with one station deliberately designed to engineer interprofessional conflict. However, learners consistently denied perceiving any instances of conflict. Some learners identified developing conflict resolution skills, such as a need for clear communication, but still did not perceive personal engagement in conflict. Similarly, learners identified developing team function competencies within the Code Blue workshop. However, the gap in sociologic fidelity to the clinical workplace, where learners are confronted with team dynamics in an often more hierarchical environment, may limit transferability. Uncertainty and threats to interpersonal connections. Part of the motivation for early engagement of pre-licensure learners in IPE is the ability to develop interprofessional relationships before bias and hidden curriculum supervene. However, a common theme across participant and facilitator interviews was the loss of the informal interactions that may form a foundation for these relationships. Participants highlighted difficulties initiating casual interactions with learners from other professions. The lack of downtime, for example, due to automatic transfer between stations, further hinders spontaneous interactions. Learners and facilitators reflected on the importance of informal interactions and humanizing other professions, describing them as important for seeing that, okay, you are not just a nurse. You're not just a scary physician. We are both people. Participant seven, nursing student, year three. Participants and facilitators felt the absence of informal interactions, highlighting an area of dissatisfaction with virtual IPE. I think in some ways we are more productive when we are in the virtual world, but when we are more productive, maybe we just lose the personal connections. Participant 11, facilitator, nurse. Discussion. Our study reinforces previous findings that interprofessional learning can occur virtually. Please refer to figure two in our paper for a summary of our findings. We reconceptualized Dornan's experience-based learning model to reflect learners' progression towards competent interprofessional collaborative practice through virtual IPE. In Dornan's model, learners progress through supported participation in workplace tasks towards the various knowledge, skills, and attitudes required for professional practice. In our model, learners similarly develop the six domains of knowledge, skills, and attitudes required for interprofessional collaborative practice through co supported co-participation in virtual IPE tasks. Communication, role clarification, and team function domains are emphasized in the diagram, reflecting the preservation of these objectives in the virtual setting. Team function, collaborative leadership, and patient and family-centered care are minimized in our model, reflecting the challenges developing these domains virtually. Dornan's experience-based learning model highlights how two aspects of the clinical workplace influence learners' progressions towards practice. Number one, educational climate and curricular factors, and number two, interactions with and the behavior of individual practitioners. In our model, the three themes identified during analysis similarly influenced learners' progression towards interprofessional collaborative practice. Increased psychological safety and decreased sociologic fidelity lowered the threshold for participation in interprofessional tasks. However, as reflected in our model, these are double-edged swords. Transferability of new interprofessional skill sets may be challenged when learners are confronted with the realities of the clinical workplace. Separation of IPE from the sociologic context of the workplace emphasizes objectives that rely on explicit communication, such as role clarification and interprofessional communication. However, due to the contextual gap between the virtual context and workplace, domains that rely on deeper sociologic fidelity, such as conflict resolution, collaborative leadership, and patient and family-centered care may be more difficult to achieve. Challenges in targeting these domains may also reflect workshop design, but overall highlight the need to carefully select objectives of virtual IPE. The loss of informal interactions between learners also challenges the development of interpersonal relationships. However, the downstream impact on interprofessional collaborative practice is not clearly established. 
and the degree to which the impact on overarching social goals of IPE is mitigated by the concomitant emphasis of the personal over professional is unclear. Our findings have implications for educators and faculty involved in IPE. On a practical level, our findings highlight the importance of a design that encourages interactivity, for example, using small groups and video. Furthermore, virtual spaces may allow educators to customize the balance between the personal and professional. Educators should make deliberate choices around inclusion of backgrounds, names, and professional labels based on whether emphasizing the learner as a person or maximizing sociologic fidelity is preferred. Educators can also make deliberate choices about when and how to integrate virtual IPE into curriculums. Virtual IPE may be well suited as a primer for in-person simulation, allowing for development of communication and role clarification skills prior to integrating second motor tasks. This would allow learners to develop and practice interprofessional competencies in increasingly complex situations in preparation for the greater sociological complexity of the clinical workplace. Educators should be judicious in the selection of objectives for virtual IPE. Our findings demonstrate that communication, role clarification, and team function objectives are preserved. However, conflict resolution or collaborative leadership competencies may be better suited for activities with greater sociologic fidelity. If interpersonal connection is a desired objective, Opportunities for informal interactions may need to be deliberately integrated. Strengths <laughs> strengths and limitations. To our knowledge, this is a first qualitative study exploring the extension of existing theoretical frameworks on IPE and workplace learning to the virtual context. However, this is a small study situated at a single university limiting generalization. The workshops are also interactive, task-focused, and within learners' proximal zone of development. Therefore, the results may not be fully transferable to other models of virtual IPE, particularly those that are less interactive. However, using the CIHC framework as a theoretical lens for the study supports transferability and applicability, as it is a common foundation for IPE. The workshops were attended only by medicine, nursing, and physician assistant students, and the impact of virtual IPE on interprofessional hierarchies may manifest differently if other professions are involved. Furthermore, the voluntary nature of this workshop may limit generalizability, as participants' baseline motivation to engage in IPE may have been higher. Future research should further investigate the impact of sociologic fidelity on interprofessional learning and explore how virtual IPE can best be leveraged across health professions training. Conclusion. Interactive task-based virtual IPE is an emerging tool with the potential to address concerns about scalability and sustainability interprofessional learning. The virtual environment allows learners to develop interprofessional competencies, particularly communication and role clarification, in an environment less burdened by professional hierarchies. Educators should pay close attention to how psychological safety and sociologic fidelity are altered in the virtual environment to guard against barriers to interpersonal connection and workplace transferability. We would like to thank the authors, students, and facilitators who participated in the study. Funding for this project was provided through the McMaster University PGME Medical Education Research Grant. Mm -hmm.